Welcome to That's What She Did. This is one of your hosts, T, along with Michelle Talbert, and we're coming to you every day during the month of March to bring you these stories of inspiring everyday Wonder Women that you've probably never heard of. So grab a mimosa and buckle in. We're about to begin. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going, Michelle? Hey, T. How you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. Enjoying Women's History Month. What about you? Ditto. I am really loving these stories that we are talking about every day, these women, these everyday wonder women who are just, you know, past and present, taking names and kicking booty. I like it. (laughs) I like it a lot. Me too. (laughs) I've learned so much and um, I like you know, learning about these women so much because we're in this era of extreme conflict and just like tough stuff really mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's so good to have a bit of a mental break and it just get a little bit of happiness and inspiration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and positivity because even yeah. though the, the, some of the women who we talk about have you know, dealt with a lot of hardship, no matter what, they triumphed, you know, and so I really appreciate it. And thank you to all of our listeners who are tuning in. I'm Michelle Talbert, and I'm Tangia Renee, and this is That's What She Did. And thanks for joining us. We're so happy you're here. We hope that you get as much out of this that we do, that you get a little bit of inspiration in your day, particularly during the month of March, uh, Women's History Month, and just, you know, you get that mental break, you get that positivity, you get that little extra bit of push to keep chugging down your journey. And, you know, what I love about these women as well that we're talking about is they don't drive me to drink. (laughs) <laughs> like, if I'm drinking it's because I want to exactly. not because I need to cope exactly so. <laughs> exactly everyday Wonder Woman man that's That's right. so today for our Wonder Woman today I have another woman that I had never heard of before shocker uh, yeah I know there's just so many right there's so right. so many And uh, I was looking at something else, and I don't even remember how I got her name. But the woman we're talking about today is Bhagya Rangachar. And Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I'm probably saying that wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she is a woman from India. And she founded, she's the founder and CEO of a nonprofit organization called CTL India. Now, CTL India was started in 1997 after Bhagya went back to India on a, like a one-year social justice kind of a project um, where she was going to the country to help bring meals to struggling communities and, you know, kind of volunteer the way that you can do and do like a a volunteer project. And and she went and was so inspired to do more that she, um, at the, so she was living in the United States. My understanding is that she's from India originally, but was, was um, here in the United States for quite some time. I don't know how long, Um, but she was, 
a, like a senior analyst for various large tech companies um, throughout her career here in the United States. And after going and spending this amount of time in India and doing this volunteer project and working on, you know, social and community projects, she felt like she needed to go back and do something to help change outcomes for kids in, in these slums mm-hmm. throughout India. Um, <clears throat> and her dream was to create equity for every child uh, by giving them access to quality education, regardless of their economic and social challenges. And eventually that dream became CTL India, was, which was initially called Children's Love Castle, um, which I don't know what that means. No, it sounds <laughs> um, sweet. But it, yeah, it sounds sweet. <laughs> Children's Love Castle <laughs> Trust is what it was initially called. And so they shortened it at some point. Um, and she, again, she started it. It's now a, a very much a STEM organization. Um, but when she started it, it was really just about providing meals, healthy meals. Um, and that was the first initiative that they started with. And over time, it grew and grew and grew as she saw other needs in the communities that she was working with. And, and now um, the organization has changed and grown and impacted so many people that they're now at the point that they have impacted more than 500,000 children's lives across wow. India in the, they've been in existence now for about 20 years. It's incredible. Um, yeah, it's, it's been incredible. And I, this was really imp- um, important to me personally, because in my old life, in my previous career, public education was a really important project for me, a really important cause, still is, but I was actively working on it in my career. And I, you know, I even co-founded a nonprofit with some people where we work to improve public education in vulnerable communities. Um, so this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart personally, because I, I understand and worked personally in communities where education is such a a challenge, but mm-hmm. also changes outcomes for entire families in a really meaningful way. So I was so excited to learn about her. So a little bit more about CTL. So I have more information about the organization itself than um, Bagya because she, she seems to be a pretty private person. Uh, she doesn't hang out on social media too much. <laughs> she gets a lot of awards, but she seems very down to earth and doesn't really like to talk to herself. So I think she's more of a person that speaks through her actions than through her words. And um, when you learn more about the organization, you really get a sense of what kind of a, of a human that she is, that she mm-hmm. created this organization and continues to be so committed to it. You know, it's not something that she founded and then walked away or handed off to somebody else. She is solidly there every day in the trenches, um, which is another thing that I love about her. How do you spell her name? It's spelled B-H-A-G-Y-A. Last name is spelled R-A-N-G-A-C-H-A-R. Okay. And I'm pretty certain her first name is called is pronounced Bagya, B 
because I saw a video interview with her and that's what the interviewer called her. So I'm pretty sure that's correct. <laughs> Not sure about the last name. All right. So the mission of, C, of CLT is to um, connect students with educational resources and experiences to open up new opportunities and impart the skills they need to have successful careers regardless of their economic circumstances. It strengthens STEM education in middle and high schools and um, get students excited as learners with analytical thinking, learning by doing, reading with comprehension, problem-solving skills, and better teacher-learner engagement. What's really interesting to me is that they've found a way through their STEM program to go into um, essentially slums in India where you, you have a lot of schools that don't even have electricity. Mm -hmm. And running these um, technology programs without that. Uh, a lot of the, the communities she works in have just barely the basics to even be able to call it a school um, by American standards anyway. And um, they've created these STEM technology programs, but also relationships with um, that Bhagya created with the companies that she has networks with, that she has, you know, a relationship with, and she's brought them in and found a way to leverage those relationships to create really, really innovative programs. Now, one of their the cornerstone programs is it's both a product and a service. And it's, so what they do with that program is they take veteran teachers that design um, innovative STEM programs and they partner with technology experts that use that same service as like a low cost technology service for development of e-content. And then that content that these technology experts are developing is used as content to teach students and to also like sort of train the trainers the for the teachers. Hmm. Now, I don't fully understand the program. I was hmm. like, I don't know too much about STEM. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Well, but they it's, were tech, it's, it's, a, it's a partnership where like tech experts create content and then that content that they're creating for their own businesses or their jobs or whatever they're using it for is in turn used in the schools. Um, so it sounded really interesting to me. The other really amazing piece about that is they figured out how to deliver that content to these students and teachers on a low-cost Android devices with no internet. Wow. Now that's, that's <laughs> incredible. That's I don't know how they've, how they've done it, but they're doing it. And it makes perfect sense. Like when you think about it, it's so elegant and simple because everybody has a phone. Mm -hmm. right? Everybody has a smartphone. Um, and even in some of the poorest communities, they still have a phone. Um, and so they, they're like, well, they have this low cost piece of technology in their hands and we're going to figure out a way to leverage that. And then they have done that. It's incredible. And so just some quick numbers on, on the impact they have. So their social impact has already been 500,000 plus students that have benefited from their programs. And they aim to reach five times that number within the next three years. 
Um, And what's really amazing is this, what they're doing does away with the necessity for electricity and internet and computers in each classroom. So they figured out this really cool low, low cost delivery model. And the other really amazing thing about it is in, in India, there's hundreds of different languages spoken, Mm -hmm. not just one or two dominant languages. And they, every year they're adding more and more languages to their program. They are serious about being inclusive. That's serious. That's really awesome. It's just amazing to me. Um, And then their economic impact, when they say it's a low cost delivery model, they are not joking. So they're able to provide this content to these schools for as low as one, whatever the currency is. I I think it's rupee, one rupee, Mm -hmm. one rupee per student per month. That's incredible. It's incredible to me. That is incredible. And again, this is an organization that was started to provide midday meals. Right. For schools. And they, they still do that. (laughs) And they just add it (laughs) and they just do so much more. And I was just so impressed once I, I dug into what the organization is and, and what they do and how they do it and how they're using e-learning in an environment that is not an internet environment that sometimes they don't even have electricity and they are making it work. Um, and it, so I think that says something about who the founder is. I think it right. says something about Bagya where she's like, I really just wanted to feed some students. And I realized there was this much greater need. Right. You have to be a really forward thinker to say, okay, I came here for one thing, but I'm going to do this other thing. Right. Exactly. Right. And it was kind of, and it sounds like it was just kind of a situation of, of like, who do I know? that can help me do this. Mm-hmm. She knows Cisco and she, you know, she knows all of these big tech companies. And she was just, I think it's a really great example of just using what you have, where you are, right. planting those seeds and allowing them to grow. I love that. I mean, and, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. It's what I, I love so much about her story. And, um, I wish there was more information on her background personally. There, there just isn't. Again, I think she's probably just a private person. But I can tell you that just last year in 2017, she was awarded um, as one of the 50 global social innovators of the world. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it. I was yes. like, yeah, just like what she's doing. It's so innovative. And they like to throw these words around in tech speak of pivot and you know things like that but she's like i'm not even gonna talk about it. i'm just gonna do it <laughs> I, don't, I don't care what you call it we're gonna do what yeah. we, do. we went in to feed the kids and then we realized oh wait you know we can come in and actually have these delivery systems to make them viable in this changing workplace mm-hmm. and what the changing dynamic of the global workplace looks like um so in the global economy so i think that's that's fabulous it's incredible yeah. If you want to learn more about Bagya, really just Google her name and there are a few YouTube videos of interviews that she's done, a couple of different talks that she's done at different like tech um, conferences and stuff. And she's, she comes across as, as very grounded, very down to earth um, and just someone who really just wanted to do some good in the world and figured out a way to do that. And it's grown and, and turned in really to this huge movement across India and 
you know, it's, it's not just, I think for Bagia, the, the founder, it's not just about the e-learning. It's not just about providing meals. She's very clear that this is also about bridging gaps, including specifically the gender gap and the digital divide. Mm-hmm. You take just one of those things on their own, and that's tough to try to figure out, right? right, right. And she's like, we're going to figure it out. And right. they're doing it in, right. in an environment, again, that, that sometimes doesn't have electricity, that often doesn't have um, internet, and in an, in an environment with hundreds of different languages that have to be navigated. And, you know, you have all these class issues and these economic issues, and she's finding a way. Right. No, oh, I love it. Thank you so much for bringing her story to the, to us today. <laughs> it was my pleasure. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope all of our listeners enjoy that. And, um, you know, another reason why I think I wanted to, to share her story is because we're at a moment in time where women in tech is become so important and it's mm-hmm. become mainstream. Right. And I think, you know, I, I was, I had the TV on as background noise today while I was working and, and I caught a quick news story about, um, you know, the different organizations like Girls Who Code, Black Girls Coding, all these organizations that are bringing girls into technology. And I just thought, I didn't have that when I was a kid. Right. <laughs> like, okay. I didn't even know what coding was until I already was in halfway through college and had, you know, declared my major, it was like way too late to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's pretty phenomenal. Amazingly, as you know, I'm almost 50. But um, when I was in what we call junior high school in New York, I think they call it middle school everywhere else. But um, when I was in junior high school, we were in sixth or seventh grade. And we actually learned basic, basic coding. So literally that the the programming basic and so we would put in numbers into the computer and create like little tetris pieces and things like really? that that was in 1982 1981 new york has an honestly has a pretty phenomenal education system um but yeah it was it was pretty incredible that that was happening in the 80s but for the most part you're right there were loads of schools that even for the next 30 years after that didn't have that type of exposure so it is it's really cool i mean we were the first computer generation to have computers in our in our classrooms in the 80s and it wasn't every classroom that's for sure mm-hmm. it's but just amazing it's, to me because i grew up at a time where we always had computers in our classrooms mm-hmm. you know like Mm-hmm. We always had internet. <laughs> right. But they didn't teach the coding. Right. It's weird that they didn't think about um, what was necessary or what would be necessary in the workplace or things to educate you about, to prepare you for, to compete. Mm-hmm. So that's really interesting. You said that. Yeah. yeah wow. So. That's awesome. Well, that's great. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible. Thank you for bringing her story. We hope you enjoy that story of um, Bagia Rangankar. Rangakar. We're saying it wrong. We apologize. No, I'm pretty sure it's Rangakar. Rangakar. But, Sounds um, right. Yeah, but we'll try it. I'll ask my dad what it is, how to pronounce it. Yes, ask someone. I hate when I yeah. say people's names wrong. Me as well. <laughs> but if you have a story that, that you know needs to be told, or you have your own story to tell, 
Honey, don't be afraid to clap for yourself and we will clap with you. So share your story with us by writing to us at that's what she did podcast at gmail.com. And while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe and share these episodes with your friends. The more that know, the better. Absolutely. And on the next episode, we will be bringing you another everyday Wonder Woman um, that uh, hopefully inspire you as you go about your day in this world. I am Michelle Talbert. And I'm Tangia Renee. See you next time. You just heard an episode of That's What She Did, bringing you stories of incredible women doing incredible things. Make sure you join us again tomorrow as we bring you the deets on another everyday Wonder Woman to inspire you on your journey. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Oh, and make sure you share it with your friends. Spread the love. Bye.